Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poly Side Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right. Lo-Fi as in low fidelity, low quality, in your face, messy as can be, global news show. It's Monday and you're listening to Pickering Unplugged. Today we're going over five topics from the past seven days that I think are most important and why. And there's no time limit on this. Pickering Unplugged goes until it's gotten. Simple as that. So what have we been talking about lately? Well, my five picks of the week are chance, art, and how it plays out in the world. Number two, last week's list of every country. Number three, how countries differ, the case of South Korea. Number four, countries you never heard of. And number five, World Freedom Day. Now let's kick it off with our first topic, chance and art, how it plays out in the world. The story of a whale tail saving a train. That's right, so last week we talked about how a train in the Netherlands went off its tracks and landed on a 30-foot-tall sculpture of a whale's tail and how it likely saved the life of a driver and how, thankfully, no one else but the driver was on the train. So first off, we still don't know why this happened, but we are still surely looking to find out why it did take place. Second, let's think about the actual likelihood of this event taking place in the world, just as it did. So number one, train derailments are very rare, especially in Europe and the Netherlands where trains have been in wide use for well over 100 years. So this event is already unlikely. Number two, train derailments where trains go off elevated tracks, even more rare. Number three, that when this does happen, that there's actually something there to catch the train as a safety net. We're just going to go ahead and say that almost never happens. And number four, that it's an empty train, except for the driver, and that the driver's unhurt because of that safety net. Again, almost never. And number five, that it's a freaking piece of art and a whale's tail that saves the driver's life and holds up the entire front car of the train. Lo-Fi Nation, for real, these events have almost a zero likelihood of taking place in the world. And yet, here we are. Art saves the day. And that's what I really want to talk about today with this story. The importance of art in the world and how it really so often saves our lives. You ever had just one of those bad days? You know the one I mean. It never starts off with that cliche, Oh, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, huh? Get out of here with that nonsense. It usually starts off with last night. Or you never really got to sleep. Or it's the continuation of a couple of bad days or a bad week. And then the day keeps going, and shit just keeps piling on. All the positive reinforcement from people you know just seems to make it worse. You swear the next time someone says that other cliche, Oh, it'll be alright, or everything happens for a reason. And you think, the next person who says that to me, I'm just gonna scream. Yeah, you know the day I'm talking about. It may have been last Monday, last night, or even today. The truth is, these bad days happen every day. It's always someone's bad day in the world. But when these days happen to me, my escape, my relief, my thing that brings me back from the abyss is almost always art. Like Regularly for me, this is music, and lo-fi music normally, wouldn't you know? Sometimes my playlists run out and I get some random suggested tune playing, and it just hits me in the right place, and the world suddenly becomes a bit better. But often enough... Two other art forms that come to the rescue. One is what you're listening to right now. Talking to you, Lo-Fi Nation, our conversations always hit me hard and in the right place. And the other is people. You know, to me, people are art. 
Everything about human beings is artistic in nature. From the things we create, to the things we say, to a funny as hell t-shirt I see that just makes me smile. You see, this story to me isn't really that rare. Yes, the whale tail holding up a train? Rare. But art saving a life? It happens millions of times a day. So let's take a second to recognize how important art truly is in our world. And that's why this story makes my top five for the week. Because art has truly saved my life more than once. Now for our second topic of the day, the list of countries from last week's top 10 episode. In truth, it wasn't a top 10 at all. It was a top 195. And the one country I left out, if you guessed the Vatican, you were most certainly correct. And yes, I do know the Vatican is a country, though I rather call it a city-state, though that's not the topic of discussion for today. I do want to talk about, though, how that list only had 196 countries on it. You see, that number of countries in the world can really depend on where you are in the world. For instance, Transnistria, Taiwan, Palestine, three countries not on that list, though one could argue they should be on that list, though they're not recognized by a majority of the international community. And two of my personal favorites that I think should be incorporated in the list, the United Federation of the Penguins of Antarctica and the Independent Polar Union of Polar Bears. But that's just me. Regardless, those additions can take you to 201 countries easily. But quite a few countries in the world only recognize 170 countries in the world. You know, take a look at your own country to see how many countries your government truly respects and recognizes you might be surprised. So why bring up the list of all lists after so much time of lo-fi poli-sci? Well, in many ways, it was a long time coming, something I've been wanting to do. Um, partially, it was because I was busy as hell last week, so it was definitely a good time to do it. Um, and I was initially thinking of doing the top 10 countries with the longest names, but that list proved harder and more time-consuming than I had originally thought, so I'll have to save that one for another day. But a quick question though, which country does have the longest name in the world? Right in. But another important reason I've always wanted to bring up the list is to illustrate one important thing about the world. How truly diverse and how big our world is. There's always countries in the world that we've never heard of. And it's always interesting to find out a little bit more about those countries, which I'll introduce you to one of mine in a bit. But we are always so self-centered on our own countries, thinking that they are the most important countries in the world, or thinking that what we have going on is the most important thing going on in the world. When the truth is, the reality, no one country is the most important. And every single one country that has thought that in history? Yeah, check your history books, it never ends well. Our one country is only one of 200 countries or so. And the more we learn about the world, the more we realize that the vast majority of the world and the 7.75 billion people on it, they operate their lives without concern of any one particular country. You know, people are people, and the sky is the sky, no matter where you go. That's why this made my top five today. And that's why this leads straight into my number three. Um, let's talk about how diverse the world is, really with a country that many of us think we know a lot about, South Korea. So South Korea has been popping these last few years with the spread of their culture around the globe. K-pop is hot, K-dramas everywhere. South Korea is a favorite place for people to go teach English, a favorite place to study abroad. 
Their economy and democracy has been booming for years now. South Korea and the culture, you could say, is currently being celebrated like a global renaissance. And this is fantastic. I love being exposed to other countries and cultures and music and even food. But let's talk about how well we know South Korea and their food and the dying of part of its more traditional food culture. So a Washington Post article came out two days ago about almost 200 farm-raised dogs from South Korea just landing in the U.S. and heading to a shelter in Maryland. And if you're thinking, oh, cool, dogs raised on a farm, quite normal, though that's quite a few dogs for one farm, but okay. Well, we're not really talking about the kind of farm here you're thinking. We're talking about dog meat farms. And yes, I'm serious. You see, as in many countries around the world, more traditional South Korean cuisine includes dog meat. Currently, there are over 4,000 registered dog farms in South Korea, and more than 1.5 million dogs are kept on these farms, the article reports. See, I told you the world was more diverse than you thought. And even the countries we think we know, there's always more to learn. Now, let me be clear here. This tradition in South Korea is on its way out and fast. The vast majority of people today are against this and do not consume dog meat. And a majority of people in the country are for banning the consumption of dog meat. Um, so times are changing. People are changing. And culture is changing. Now, I'm curious how many of you out there, Lofi Nation, knew that there were some 4,000 registered dog farms with some 1.5 million dogs in them in South Korea? Let me know. But that's just one example of why it's important to take a look at the list every so often. Um, and get a refresher of even the countries we think we know about. That's why this story makes my number three on the list today. And it brings us to my number four on the list. May I introduce you to a country I had never heard of before, the Kingdom of Tonga, located in the Pacific Ocean, quite a ways east of Australia. Check a map, people. Firstly, I love learning new stuff. I love learning geography. And I am not ashamed to say this country fell through my cracks of my knowledge about geography. I'm humbled by it, as it reminds me that I always need to keep learning. The more we know, the more we realize how little we truly know. So let's talk about Tonga, my new best friend. So Tonga is an island kingdom with 169 islands. 36 of them are inhabited. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, the population is about 100,000 people. They have a freedom out score of 79 out of 100, so free, not that bad at all. Well done, Tonga. Uh, Reporters Without Borders that looks at media freedoms, they rank Tonga as number 50 in the world, so pretty good. So Tonga is a free democracy with a pretty good media system, even though they have a king. Well, what about a little bit of news or something interesting that would fit under our ending segments of something to send you on your way for the day? And really, this is a little more recent history than news, but it's too good to pass up. You see, in 2000-2001, a financial advisor to the king, who also held the appointed position of the official court jester, stole $24 million in passport-slash-life insurance schemes. Um, this is a funny, not-so-funny story. Granted, this has been taken care of for quite some time, and I won't spoil it for you. I'll just say... Go see how the court jester that was also a financial advisor tried to pull a fast one on the king. It's an interesting tale to say the least, one in which I had never heard of before. And if this doesn't illustrate how truly diverse the world is, then 
I don't know what does. Um, but this is why Tonga makes my number four on the list today. And Tonga, may I say, it's very nice to meet you. And I'll definitely be keeping my eyes open for more news from you in the future. And alas, we come to our fifth and final topic of the day. Today, this November the 9th, is World Freedom Day. You see, 41 years ago, on November the 9th, 1989, the Berlin Wall fell. This marked the beginning of independence for many Soviet Union countries, but let's be clear, the Soviet Union itself did not fall in 1989. And in fact, the Soviet Union did not fall. Russia voluntarily decided to dissolve the Soviet Union in 1991. But why do we mention November the 9th, 1989 and the fall of the Berlin Wall? Well, simple. You see, the ending of the Soviet Union fundamentally changed the map of the world. You know, not necessarily by borders and names of countries, although it did in some cases, but by those countries and what they came to represent in themselves, by the types of governments these countries took afterward. And let's further be clear, just because the Soviet Union ended did not mean all those countries turned to democracies, because they didn't. And many that did, did return to authoritarianism after a few years. But let's take a quick look at what countries used to be part of the Soviet Union and little, learn a little bit more about our geography today. So former Soviet states include, brought to you by the Encyclopedia Britannica, and yes, it still exists. So we have Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Estonia, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Latvia, Lithuania, Moldova, Russia, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Ukraine, and Uzbekistan. Um, 15 countries in total. Now, these are countries today that were part of the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union itself, though, did have more members, just they were absorbed by these countries and others. So, for instance, East Germany and part of Berlin, those became part of Germany. But you see, the falling of the Berlin Wall was one of the last major international events that truly gave shape to the world and what it looks like today, and the geopolitical foundations of where we are today. But in each of these 15 countries listed, there are unique and important stories within them all. I choose one that you've never heard of or know a little bit about and see what really is going on in the world today. You might be surprised what you find. Like the Darvaza gas crater in Turkmenistan, also dubbed the Gates of Hell, that has been burning constantly since 1971. Earth is such a big place, and we humans are constantly changing it as well as the countries are, you know? A last question for you. What's the newest country in the world and when was it created? You may again be surprised on how very recent it is. And that, my friends, is Pickering Unplugged. A special thank you and shout out to SR for your help and inspiration in today's cast. I cannot say enough how true this next statement is. Always remember that lo-fi poli is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Pickering, signing off.